For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bailey is tracked down for a short loss. Shamarco Thomas. It's like a missile. It's a heat-seeking missile to the football. Charles finding someone, directing his body, and trying to run through that person. An explosive safety. For some programs, maybe doesn't mean as much. For this Syracuse program, it means a lot. What's up, Syracuse fans? It's Mike McAllister from AllSyracuse.com, part of the Sports Illustrated Network, with episode 18 of the Believe in Syracuse podcast, presented by Bet Online and Hoffman Sausage Company. We have a bit of a different episode for you this time around, since Syracuse football is on a bye week. We are speaking with a future Orange player in class of 2022 Syracuse commit, Dom Foster. Dom, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. But before we get to that, we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Absolutely appreciate having you on. Um, you you are committed to Syracuse as a defensive back, but you did not start out as a defensive back prospect, if I remember correctly. You were kind of a do-it-all offensive player, just a dynamic offensive weapon at Warren G High School in Ohio. Um, I wanted to start there with what prompted the change to the other side of the ball. How did it come to be that, that you started working out as a defensive back? Okay. So uh, how can I put this? It was a night, a couple of nights before the camp. And I'm look, I'm just looking on in the NFL and I'm like, there isn't too many six foot two corners at all, but there's a lot of six foot two receivers and if you think about it, corner is receiver, just reverse. So this whole camp season, I've just been working corner. So then um, you you started working out at camps as, as a corner, but before you had actually ever played a down of high school football as a corner, correct? Yeah, I only played a small midget in the playoffs. So then how how was that? What was the challenge in that going through camps and going through drills, having not played in a game situation really extensively at that position? The challenge was staying locked in because I knew it wasn't going to be tough. I mean, I knew it was going to be tough because me changing my footwork. uh, uh, Like it's different from tracking the ball and breaking on the ball. It isn't like running a route. You meet the ball halfway. 
being disciplined and then in the season we worked a lot of seven on sevens and one on ones. So that helped out a little bit too. So then you start going through the summer camp season and workouts and um, you start working out as a defensive back. And then all of a sudden the power five offers start rolling in, right? Boston college, Syracuse, Wake Forest, Virginia. When you see those offers coming in as you're starting to work out and, and they see the potential that you have at that position, what's it like to have all of that attention? I know you were used to getting offers and you were being recruited and whatever else, but seeing those power five offers come in, um, especially so many in such a short period of time, what's that like? Uh, I mean, my goal obviously went through when I said I wanted to play corner because I was a rare build. So when I did that, it was like the rest was just great. So I kept seeing the progression and the success I was having. So it made me even want to go harder at defensive back. And then I believe um, Syracuse saw you at a camp. Yes, sir. And uh, you had worked out at defensive back. Um, what was the initial conversation like with Syracuse from that point? You know, who who kind of pulled you aside and, and talked to you? And then, you know, how quickly from there did the communication really start to pick up between you and Syracuse? Um, I remember the date and everything. It was June 14th. It was called the Youngstown State Grit Camp. And it was over about 60 college coaches there or more. And I was the first rep up at corner. And I pressed the dude. I jammed him. I went up a high point of the ball with one hand. And I caught uh, Coach Monroe's eye instantly. So I guess he called all the guys and said he sees something in me and they see my film. Then from there, from that day, me and Coach Monroe talked literally every day until today. Like, we still talk every day. Then I went on my first unofficial. Seeing Coach Babers, we had a great relationship, a great talk, and they offered me. Um, Coach Monroe, that, that was kind of where I wanted to go next, right? So everyone that he recruits always talks about the type of guy he is, his energy, and, and everything else. From a recruit standpoint, what is it about Coach Monroe that um, makes high school players sort of gravitate to him and um, develop a relationship with him? Seems like everyone that he recruits develops a relationship and a bond with him pretty quickly. He's just a good guy, honestly. When I when I first met him, we we connected like crazy. Uh, he's always fired up. He always got energy. He's never down. It's always in your ear, making sure you're on top of your work. It's like a dad at football, really. He's a great guy. When uh, when you went on your unofficial visit, take me through what that was like getting a closer look at Syracuse. Did anything about the campus or the facilities or anything surprise you? Um, you know, what what was that visit like? What were some of the the standout parts of that visit? Number one thing was before when I got in there, before we did anything about football, we went straight to the academic center. So they care about their their um, football players and their athletes a lot when it comes to academics. That's the first thing we talked about. We went straight to the academic wing. Then from there, we seen the facilities. We seen I seen how they coach, what they coach, what they look for. And I just felt like I fit in right away. 
what was it like talking to the other coaches on the visit? Cause I know you developed a good relationship with coach Monroe, but obviously, you know, Babers is the head coach and you've got coach white as a defensive coordinator. So, you know, you're going to be playing for and interacting with and being coached by more than just him. So what, what was your, um, what, how was your ability to bond and form a relationship with them on the visit? Um, so every Friday I get a text from coach Babers. Go get him, King. Go go kill it tonight. He always made sure he told me. Then every Saturday I told him. And the first time, the first time he seen me, he told me you were gonna be an NFL player. And he had goosebumps. You can't fake goosebumps at all. So it just felt like it was just all trueness to what they were saying. Nothing was fluff. Uh Coach West which be my corners coach. We talk almost every day. We got a good relationship. We're, we're forever talking about music though. <laughs> he loves music. Um, coach White, we got a group chat. We talk in there. We talk every Thursday before I, when I had my games, when I was in season, he used to ask me like some of the plays. He remember a couple, but yeah, communication I think was big for us. Absolutely. So I want to take a small tangent because you mentioned music Um, because I'm I'm always kind of interested to see musically what players listen to to get themselves hyped up before a game. So what are some of your artists, specific songs, et cetera, that that you listen to that gets you hyped up before a big game? Um, Meek Mill, probably Drake. Um, Who else? A couple more young rappers, but yeah, they're like hot right now. As as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I, I approve the Meek Mill selection, so uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take I'll I'll uh, appreciate that one. It's tailgating season, and no one does it better than Hoffman Sausage Company. Beer bratwurst, jalapeno cheddar sausage, kibasi, and bun length chicken sausage. Add them to the menu with classic German franks and snappy grillers, and fans will go wild. Proudly made in New York since 1879, when you bite into a Hoffman, you experience a little bit of upstate history. Taste tells, Hoffman is a proud partner of Syracuse University Athletics. So you develop a good relationship with the coaches. As you mentioned, you go on your your unofficial visit and you pick up the offer. Um, how did how did the offer go down? You talked a little bit about, you know, you were meeting with Coach Babers, but specifically, you know, how did that conversation go? Um when when he did extend the offer, you know, what was your reaction at that point? Actually, then when I went up there, I wasn't expecting an offer. I wasn't expecting nothing. I really wanted to go see this place because I heard all the history, all the players that came through. Then it was like the third to the last thing I did that day. And when he extend, when he gave me the scholarship, I just couldn't thank him enough because he seen something in me and he believed in me. So they offer you and then a couple months go by until you commit, but between when the, they offered and when you committed, uh, I know you took a visit to Boston college at some point in there. Um, at what point did you kind of know that Syracuse was, was the place you wanted to be? Was it really, you know, kind of the couple of days before leading up to your decision? Did you kind of have that thought in the back of your mind after the visit and the offer? When did you kind of know, you know what, Syracuse is really where I, where I want to play college ball. 
I would say it was the last week before I committed. So I had had a book. I had my pros and cons at every school. Some schools didn't even tell me anything about academics. Some schools just didn't have my major, which isn't their fault. But I mean, but in some schools, I just didn't feel like I could see myself there. And I really looked on how the coaches developed their athletes as men, too. And I just felt like Syracuse was the right fit for me. So I've heard from other recruits that when Coach Monroe talks to them every day, that, you know, one of the things he says before he stops talking to you is, you know, think orange, think cuse, whatever. Just, is that is that a, a common thing that he that he did with you leading up to your commitment that he was always trying to tell you to think about Syracuse and think about the orange? Yes, sir. Um, he always kept it in the back of my mind. It was either him sending emojis, orange, an orange emoji with a yellow, I mean, with an orange heart or a blue heart, or it was a picture saying, go cues. He just always made sure I kept them in the back of my head. And he never put any pressure on me at all. Yeah, I've, I've heard that pretty consistently from the whole Syracuse staff is, They'll tell you how much they want you and how much they want you to commit, but they don't try to squeeze it out of you. So as a recruit, how much does that help your decision that, of course, they're they're telling you how much they want you. That's part of the recruiting process, but they're not trying to, you know, sort of force it out of you that they're letting you make the decision for yourself. It helped a lot, really. I'm sorry. Um, I got, it was some coaches that was telling me they're going to take my scholarship away if I don't commit within this time if I was coming there. And it was something like Syracuse didn't put any pressure. They used to tell me, so I remember they used to tell me, wherever you go, we're, we're going to still support you and watch you, even if you don't go here. And if you do go here, that's just a, that's just a bonus. Absolutely. Now, Syracuse has had a pretty good run of developing some defensive backs. You mentioned that Baber sold you um, that, that you'll be playing in the NFL. They just had two guys drafted this past year, two defensive backs drafted in the most recent NFL draft. The third one went as an undrafted free agent. He makes the roster and they've got Garrett Williams on the roster right now, who many expect to be, you know, a first or second round NFL draft pick. You see that, that, that lineage from Syracuse at your position um, what, how much did that play a factor in your decision? How much does that sort of ramp up your excitement level to get there and get working with the coaches that are putting these guys in the NFL? Um, it's crazy. Cause I got a story. So we sit in that coach Baber's office and he's like, let me ask you a question. I say, yes, sir. He says, do you think you are the only one who hasn't played any lick of defense at all? Then I, I said, well, if you ask me that, it has to be a no, right? He said, you're right. He said, if he played all offense in, in high school and they developed him into a corner, they said... Um, and he's long, was, just like you are, too. Yeah. They said, I got, they said, I'm like a slight comparison to him. So then they said he didn't know how to backpedal. He didn't, he, when he came in, he didn't know how to do anything. And they developed him. So me thinking... I got it. I'm going to have a year up on Iffy. And if they're going to put that, I'm just going to be a, a great player. And I'm going to let them develop me and do what they do. And he played early, too, um, before he, he became a starter and, and then 
now with with the Detroit Lions. Um, pretty good comparison. I like that comparison. That's that's a cool story. Um, so then you commit. What's what's the reaction from friends and family and and everything else when you let them know your decision and then you make it public and and have your your celebration of knowing that. Um, you know where you're going to play college football. You don't have to pay for your college education. Um, something I'm very envious of spending years and years and years paying off my student loans. Um, but you know, what, what's the reaction from friends and family once that decision is made? Um, my whole city was behind me. Uh, I haven't seen so many Syracuse fans. That's really diehard fans. Like they really love their football down, down there. Um, my mom, she was happy. My dad was that they don't have to play for college. I wouldn't want them to anyway, so that's a blessing. Don't nobody has to be in debt, and I'm getting an opportunity to be great and do what I do, do what I love, is play football, and hopefully I can take it to another level. Absolutely. Now you mentioned that you have continued to speak with the Syracuse coaches on a regular basis, even after you committed. Um, how much does that mean to you that, that essentially they're not just taking your commitment saying, all right, we don't have to worry about him. Now we can go focus on other people. They're, they're still focusing on you and letting you, letting you know that you're a priority, even though you have verbally committed. What, how much has, has that um, meant to you throughout this process? It, mean, it means a lot. It means like they're, they're excited for me to get down there. They're excited for me to play for them and with them besides Uh, besides music you mentioned you talked to about music a little bit um with coach west what what other things do you talk about maybe that aren't football related with whether it's coach monroe coach babers coach white and any of them um you know what types of things you talk about with them the first next me is how's the fan and tell them i said hi and when we get off the phone tell them i said bye so it's not even just me I care about. They care about the people around me too. So there's just a lot of gen- it's just genuine people there, and they really care about you. Now your senior season is is over at at Warren G. Harding High School, but tell Syracuse fans for maybe those who who haven't followed along how your senior season went, how you believe you performed. I know you were recently named an All Conference performer, uh, but how do you, how do you think you played? How would you assess your senior season? Um, and, and what's it like to have your high school career over? Um, I had a, I had a, cause I'm never satisfied. So I think I had a, a up the par season. I think I could have done more, but I finished the year with 757 yards, 37 receptions, and 11 touchdowns and two pick sixes with two kick return back term returns. Um, unfortunately, we lost the first round, but I mean, you lose some and win some. So are, are you going to try to lobby Dino Babers to letting you return some kicks at Syracuse? Yes, that's been a, that's. <laughs> That's that's been a discussion that you've had with them is trying to trying to let you do that. Yes. Interesting. To get, they just want to get from what my, what I'm understanding is 
if you're if you can play, you're gonna play there. They don't hold anything back. And that goes to show Deuce Chestnut. He's a true freshman right now and he's in a fire. So So are are we gonna see some um Charles Woodson at Michigan type stuff with you coming on offense every once in a while to make a place. I mean, you're you're making big plays at high school as as a wide receiver, um, as as an offensive weapon. So are we gonna see some of that at Syracuse? Are they gonna put some packages in at some point for you? It really hasn't been talked about, but if they give me that option, you guys will see it. <laughs> I love the confidence. Um between now and when when you arrive at Syracuse, um, are, are you in early? Are you enrolling in January? or Are you next summer? I'm trying to come in January. As I'm trying to now. come in January. Okay, so between now and January, you got you know a couple of months, right? What what are you going to be working on behind the scenes to try to get yourself as ready as possible once you arrive? I'm gonna put some more weight on, work out more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my feet work, train like crazy. And me and Coach West just talked about me learning the playbook early too. So that will certainly help your your preparation. Um, the three three five. Uh, it, it's talked a lot about uh, talked about a lot here. It's it's being discussed more on a national level in terms of the defensive scheme. Um, why do you think the three three five is so effective, and why is it an attractive scheme for a cornerback like yourself? I think the three through five is so effective because you literally have five DBs on the field and they're all interchangeable. So I could be going there for corner, but I could play free safety too. Cause it's literally the same thing with five DBs. And with that defense, I feel like it's athlete versus athlete. Let's go. Absolutely. Um, and, and Syracuse, uh, the next thing I want to talk to you about is, is how Syracuse performing so far this season. They've, they've shown they've got some athletes on the defensive side of the ball this year, but um, you know, you, you've watched Syracuse play. They're sitting at five and four. Uh, they're, you know, a player two away from having an even better record, potentially being ranked in the top 25, if they were able to pull a couple of those out, how, what's your assessment of the way they've performed so far this season? And um you know, I guess I'll just leave it at that. But what's your assessment of Syracuse football so far in 2021? What I said with my own eyes last week, <laughs> well, me watching versus them Boston College, the Boston College team. That's right, because you were in attendance for that game. Yes. Everybody on that defense plays with pride. Everybody runs to the football. Everybody gets excited if one player makes a tackle. There was, they celebrate together the team. No plays taken off at all. They really take pride in their defense. And they dominated Boston College's passing attack in that game, too. So they had, I think, maybe two long passes that they completed. But other than that, um, you know, the the front seven really got after Boston College. And, and of course, we know Deuce Chessa, Garrett Williams are about as good as the duo as you're going to find in the ACC. Um the, the way that Syracuse has been able to pressure the quarterback this season, uh, the, the next thing I wanted to ask you was how much easier does that make your life as a defensive back when, when your front seven can get pressure on the quarterback so quickly? Oh, it makes it even easier because then the, the running, the quarterback, it throws timing off for the receivers. So if the quarterback rushing is most likely going to be a bad ball or a deflection, it just makes your life so much easier. Top of that, on top of that, the receiver has to get in his route. So without the front, without the front seven getting pressure on it, 
they can do whatever they want. You've been to Syracuse this season, as we just mentioned, that, that you were there for the Boston College game. What is your assessment of the Carrier Dome game day atmosphere, the Syracuse fans, and, and how they cheer on their team? What's What's been your impression of, of the game day atmosphere in the Carrier Dome? Oh, that place gets loud because I just feel like there's nowhere for the sound to go. So you have no choice but to hear it. And they're, the fans are behind your back. They're behind you, whether you're down or win. It doesn't matter. And we'll get you out of here with uh, two more quick questions. The first is, what can Syracuse fans expect from Dom Foster? What type of a, of a player are you? What are you bringing to the Orange starting next season? What they expect from me is an explosive, positive player, a teammate first, and give you guys something that you want to see. And what what is your excitement level about signing with Syracuse in a, in you know a little over a month, and then joining the program in a couple of months? What what's your excitement level, anticipation of of making all of that official and becoming a college football player? Oh, I can't wait. I I just I just want to be with another good program, leaving and leaving a good program. It's like you don't lose a step with good people around you that want to see you succeed in life and mature you and help you grow as it is adulthood. Absolutely. Dom, I, I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us uh, on, on this week's episode of uh, the Believe in Syracuse podcast. Thanks for having me. That'll do it for episode 18 of Believe in Syracuse podcast. For Dom Foster, I'm Mike McAllister from allsyracuse.com, and we'll see you next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.